Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, what's happening? Welcome to Full Count Chaos. Appreciate you tuning in. It always means a lot that you take the time to involve me in your weekly routine in your life. Thank you for that, because we are here to enjoy the Baltimore Orioles, and I can say the word enjoy because right now, how about them O's? Hell yeah! It is fun right now to be an Orioles fan, and I know that sounds ironic because they're last place, they have a losing record, but they're playing right now like the East Division is theirs and they want it. They're going through everyone, the Red Sox, Rays, Yankees, and it's funny that they haven't played the Blue Jays yet, that of course will be entertaining, but come on. Just having a blast watching these Orioles. They are just on a tear, and it's fun. And they're having fun. We're having fun. Everybody's having fun. And in a week or so, if they lose eight games, of course, you know, we'll talk about that then. But, geez, Nate, God damn, you can't even have a 45-second happy moment with the Orioles before you start talking about them losing. <laughs> I don't whatever. Anyway, so this was fun. I'm proud of this team. And I'll tell you, that Boston win on Friday was goddamn beautiful. I've got balls of steel. Their 11th comeback win of the year. Down 8-2 to two against the Red Sox on the road in Boston. Are you kidding me? But the Orioles were like, we got them right where we want them. We're down. We're going to win. <laughs> it's like every time the Orioles are losing early in the game, it's like, oh, good, okay. Everything's good. And it's like if they're up early in the game, you're like, oh, wait a minute. What does this mean now? <laughs> but... They were just like, all right, here we go. We're going to win, of course, 10 unanswered runs. They win 12 to 8. And look, I talked a lot of shit about Odor. A lot of people did. I mean, look, about a month ago, I'm like, why is this guy still on the team? Well, I'm sure Odor gets on his Twitter. And he's like, all right, that's you guys. Last seven games, he's hit two bombs, 357 average, 750 slugging, nine RBIs. He's got 11-game hit streak happening right now. Then you got Austin Hayes. Playing his gonads off. 302 average, 830 OPS. His last seven games, 391 average, two home runs, eight RBI, 652 slugging. Then, of course, Jorge Lopez and the boys are still pitching great. I think it was funny what uh, Lopez said yesterday. Uh, yesterday, He said, this is the most nervous I've been pitching with my son here to see me. Very emotional day. So Jorge's having fun, but thoughts and prayers out to him and his family. His grandmother passed away. Uh, sad to hear that. I did receive a tweet from O's Analytics. He said, uh, the Orioles right now have the most wins against teams above 500 than any other team in the league with 13 wins. Yankees are second with 12. I mean, the Orioles are just kicking everybody's teeth in. I know they uh, didn't win the series against New York uh, last week, earlier in the week, but the last time they played them, they won two out of three. I mean, come on, forget about it with the Orioles right now. You know, forget about them having losing record. Forget about them being in last place. They're playing great baseball and they're all having fun. Everybody's got that uh, home run chain. Now, either the people with t-shirts or now you can buy them in stores. Boy, did the Orioles be like, let's make some fucking money off of this chain. It was like the next day. I think the Orioles tweeted out like, look what came in the store. Only $90 or I don't even know how much they were, but uh, apparently they were like sold out the next day. So, yeah, a lot to get into. Want to hear from you. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Again, hit me up on Twitter at FullCountChaos. Hope you're all doing well. 
I'm feeling better every day after surgery. I'm happy because I don't have to wear tighty whities anymore. I'll save you the details. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. But I had to kind of keep the boys in place for a little bit. But now I got away from that. It was weird. I haven't worn tighty whities since I was like six. I've always gone boxers. I don't have anything against tighty whities. I just felt boxers were comfortable. But walking around the house with just underwear on, I felt like Jim Palmer. What was that ad he did uh, where he's, God, um, I think it was a jockey, right? Where he's just posing. I think he did a lot of ads where he just had to be in his underwear. <laughs> I think I think Jim Palmer back in the day just loved walking around in underwear. He'd be at a uh, birthday party, show up. Jim, God, hey, come on, there's kids around. He'd say, hey, it's summertime. I'm, I got a day off. I'm wearing nothing but my underwear. But it was a toss-up between feeling like Jim Palmer and Walt from Breaking Bad. <laughs> I don't know anyone who hasn't watched that show yet. But in the beginning, how, you know, Jim Palmer, when he wears underwear, I'm sorry, I'm going down a, a weird path right now. Uh, it looks fantastic. It's like, man, I need to go out and get myself some underwear because look at Palmer. But when you watch Breaking Bad and you see a guy like Walt running around in his underwear, falling apart, it's like, no, I, I don't, I think I'm going to go back to boxers. <laughs> I don't know. So I hope you enjoyed that segment of uh, underwear. Tidy whities brought to you by Jockey. But I feel great is my point. After surgery, everything's going well. Also wanted to say RIP Ray Liotta. That sucks. He's a big fan of him. 67 years young. Died in his sleep. It's brutal. It's terrible. And everybody's bringing up Goodfellas. They're posting Goodfellas all over Twitter. uh, Talking about, you know, how great he was in that movie. Of course, it's in my top five favorite movies. But... I got to say, one of the best roles I've seen Ray Liotta in that people don't talk about is uh, Copland. <laughs> not, usually not in people's uh, top 10 greatest movies. Uh, it, of course, uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. Who I'm going to pull up the cast because there's a shit ton of people in there. If you haven't seen it, you know, take a look. That Sylvester Stallone, Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Harvey Keitel, Peter Berg, Robert Patrick, Michael Rappaport was in it. Frank Vincent, John Spencer. I mean, there's a lot of people. Uh, Method Man. I forgot Method Man was in that. But yeah, Copland, he was fantastic in that movie. Goodfellas, again, of course, one of my top five. Not my favorite. Every time I give my top two favorite movies, I always get weird looks. Usually I have people go, I'm not talking movies with you anymore. Number two is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Number one is Teen Wolf. Give me a keg of beer. I'll tell you right now, if you watch, if, if you've seen Teen Wolf and you watch him make that foul shot at the end of the game to win the championship and you're not crying, you don't have a heart. I don't want to talk to you. What a great scene. But yeah, I, when I was a kid, I think from like the age of six to like 16, every day watch Teen Wolf. And then on the weekends, I watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Teen Wolf 2, it was okay. Jason Bateman, not his best role. But the uh, first team with, with Michael J. Fox at the end of that, when he, he makes that foul shot and he wins the game, of course, that's the infamous scene of if you watch in the upper left-hand corner when the crowd's running down to celebrate that they just won the big game, some dude had his dick out in his pants. And it's not one of those things where it's like, wait a minute, that, that's a guy holding a cigarette. No, it's it was definitely his uh, disco stick with his disco balls hanging out. And he's like, hey, look at me, everybody. Told your mom you thought I wasn't going to turn out to be famous. Well, look at me now. <laughs> and they've even released DVDs and all sorts of shit over the years of Teen Wolf. And you'd think someone will go, hey, we, we got to go back and take that shit out. I mean, you could see it. He obviously has his dick out. So I don't know. 
how that's still in there. But yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Teen Wolf, and then uh, up there, yeah, around maybe number three, Goodfellas. I don't know. We'll go with that. But yeah, that sucked uh, hearing about Ray Liotta. I uh, also like to thank Connor from uh, Locked On Orioles podcast for coming on last week. That was fun. Uh, I was so glad to hear he's for robot umps. How can you not these days? I'm just tired of talking about it because it shouldn't even be a discussion anymore. It's just a boring argument at this point. Like, how are you not for robot umps? Why do you not want strikes and balls to be called 100% every game? So I don't even waste my time debating it anymore with anyone. If you want umpires to continue call strikes and balls, that's your problem. I'm just sick of it. Get to a uh, scenario in baseball where balls and strikes are 100%. That's it. All right. I want to talk about Adley Rushman. All about Adley. Obviously, thank God he's been up. He's up playing for the Orioles now. Feels like we've been waiting 15 years for that. But real quick, before we do that, I want to remind you all about ColorCast app. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app. Again, it's free. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the league. That's it. ColorCast app. All right. Adley Rushman is finally up. I feel that in 20 years, we're going to be able to tell the story of where we were when we first heard the news of Adley Rushman coming up to play with the Orioles. Because that day, the entire world felt like it came to a stop. Everyone was just focused on the Adley love. And it's hilarious to me that I saw on Twitter fans thinking that, hell yeah, we put the pressure on Elias, <laughs> giving themselves high fives like, we did it. We, t- we made Elias finally make the decision to bring him up. We put the pressure on him. No, dick bag. He had a day zoned in. He had a plan of when he was going to bring him up. Now, I think Mike Elias has a great sense of humor if he really did. If, if he was planning to bring him up May 20th, like a lot of people thought, and Elias was like, you know what? I'm going to fuck with everyone. I'll bring him up May 21st. <laughs> oh, man. When he didn't come up on May 20th, everyone's like, what the hell? And that's what Connor and I were talking about on the episode. It was the day before. Uh, I uploaded it that they announced when he came up. But yeah, we were chatting about that. Everybody was a little concerned, wondering what's going on down there. Why isn't he up here playing with the modes yet? So Adley comes up the bat. Everybody just stops what they're doing to watch him. Strikes out. That's okay. He still gets a standing ovation when he's walking back to the dugout. He can do no wrong. But his first major league hit was a triple. Maybe should have been a double. Brett Phillips took about three weeks to pick up the ball. He looked like he was looking for sand crabs down there. It's like, what the hell was he doing? But Adley just trucking on through second, goes right to third. His first weekend as an Oriole, he went two for eight with a walk. Again, standing ovation after each at bat. It's like everything he did, standing ovation. He'd go back to the dugout, take a big swig of Gatorade. Everybody would be like, holy hell, have you ever seen such a beautiful swig of Gatorade? And standing ovation. Uh, right now, Adley's batting 200 with a 529 OPS. He, he's going to be all right, folks. Uh, he's got a great batter's eye. He was always known to have a great eye through his whole career. Going back to high school, Little League, all the good shit. Nathan Ruiz, Nathan Ruiz tried again, tweeted out, 
Adley Rushman has seen 99 pitches in his first 19 major league plate appearances, an average of 5.21 per trip. No player, regardless of number of plate appearances, entered today with a higher average. He leads the majors right now in pitches per plate appearances. That's impressive, regardless whether he has a 200 average right now or or whatever the stats are for Adley. The guy is going to be just fine. And giving away souvenir tickets... (laughs) The night that he came to the Orioles. Good Lord. Talk about pressure. I have an email of somebody concerned about the pressure that's on him. But yes, somebody sent me a photo uh, of the souvenir and also sent me uh, a few photos showing that it was on eBay for sale. Anywhere from 50 to $500. It's just like the Buck Showalter bobblehead. I mean, people do that with every, everything and any giveaway that the Orioles have that night. Go on eBay like the next day. You'll see it. People are paying for it, apparently. But yeah, I think the Buck Showalter bobblehead was going. <laughs> people were buying it for like $1,000, something crazy shit like that. But his first weekend ended with Adley Rushman touching home plate to beat the Rays. I thought that was pretty cool. Congratulations and celebrations. But now that Adley's up, he's an Oriole. He's going to be an Oriole for hopefully his whole career. Hopefully there's not another rebuild that comes up and then we're trading him away like we did Manny. Nate, settle down. We're trying to talk good news right now. But I'm curious to hear from you. What would be a successful Adley Rushman career to you? When you hear he's coming up, are you thinking, well, here's our Hall of Fame player. Every season, doesn't hit below 300, hits about an average of 40 bombs per year, 56% throwing runners out, stealing. <laughs> Is that how you feel that Adley should play every season? Should he have a career like Joe Maurer, Mike Piazza? You know what I mean? Should he be in the same category? I mean, Joe Maurer, geez, definitely Hall of Fame catcher. And you got Matt Wieters, had a great career with the Orioles, 256 average, 730 OPS with a 421 slugging. Represented the Orioles four times of the All-Star, uh, two-time gold glove. Matt Wieters was the shit, had a great Orioles career. So if Adley can bring what Matt Wieters did in his career to the Orioles, hell yeah, that'd be great. Talk to some people and they're like, nope, he better be Hall of Fame. It's like, why? What, what do you mean he better be Hall of Fame? Me, personally, I just want him to help this team become better. I don't care if he doesn't hit 310, 35 home runs a year. Just don't suck and I'll be happy. However it is that he can help this team win championships, that'd be great. Go for it. He was the first draft pick. I get it. He's he's one of the best. Number one prospect. Well, now that he's here in the majors, AAA compared to the majors, night and day. Night and day. That's why they uh, say, you know, 4A. You hear that term all the time. Oh, he's a 4A player. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Now, since Adley come up to the big leagues, Okay, the, the, the people in the media, ex-ball players weighing in on welcoming, welcoming Adley to the big leads. Of course, very sweet. Just talking about what a great ball player this kid's going to be. And he will. He's going to be awesome. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with the name Kurt Schilling, ex-Oriole player. Of course, what, uh, was part of the wonderful Glenn Davis trade. One of the worst trades the Orioles have ever had, some people think. Now, there's a website and a podcast on the website, outkick.com. Not too familiar with it, but they spoke with Kurt Schilling. Now, the guy, he loves to give his opinion on shit, okay? And I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. I think he got kicked off Twitter. He used to tweet all about politics, transgender issues, religion. 
I'm pretty sure his account either got suspended. I know back in 2017, he got involved talking about <laughs> trans uh, trans people using uh, male and female bathrooms. Yeah, it was a whole mess. <laughs> I think they suspended his account or kicked him off Twitter. But the guy always has an opinion. And his opinion usually is an opinion where he's like, I don't care if I hurt your feelings. I'm going to say what I have to say. But the title of this article it says, Only the Orioles organization can stop Adley Rushman. So right off the bat, you know, all right, Schilling's going to take some cheap shots here. Uh, He's just not a fan of the Orioles organization anymore. He makes that clear in the article as well. But, of course, he says it is literally impossible to live up to the hype and expectations. But watching him walk out on the field for the first time, and kind of soak it in, he looks special. So Kurt Schilling, he's a fan of Hadley, and he feels he's going to do well. But the point of this is him saying, well, the Orioles are probably going to fuck this up. Then he starts mocking the Orioles, uh, apparently still bitter from the 88 trade, in my opinion. He thinks Rushman might be better off if the Orioles make another bad trade in the near future. (laughs) Taking another cheap shot. Again, he does vent earlier in the article about how Angelo's ruined this team, which I'm sure a lot of fans can agree with. He goes on and on about how, you know, there's only seven winning seasons in 28 years owning the team. He's terrible. And look at him again, that they're losing. In this article, he definitely makes it clear he doesn't really know, or if he does, he's just ignoring the fact that the Orioles are going through a rebuild in the process and how they're handling this and why there isn't exactly, you know, Hall of Fame players to surround Adley. But anyway, here's what he says about Adley coming up. He says, you hope and pray that doesn't affect a guy like Adley Rushman, talking about how bad the Orioles organization is. He says, when you look at Adley, for me, I wish and pray that kids like this, I wish and pray that kids like this come up in the right environment. A guy like this would be in heaven coming on a team with a veteran catcher like Bob Melvin or Pudge Rodriguez or Yadier Molina. He says, instead, the Baltimore Orioles signed a 37-year-old journeyman, catcher Robinson Chirinos, to a one-year $900,000 contract to essentially mentor Rushman. By the way, Chirinos had that key home run to help the Orioles beat Boston uh, uh, Friday night. And then he says, and Adley is not playing left field or second base. He is the center of everything as a field general behind the plate. With the young pitching they have, that's a challenge. He says, from everything I have heard, he is going to handle it just fine, though. Okay, so he's kind of bouncing back and forth here. But it is really hard to learn from your mistakes when there is no one there to say, hey, this is probably how you should have done it. And he says, and I mean a player. And you don't see those guys in Baltimore. Well, I got to say, bull fucking shit, Schilling. He continues, I think he is a Hall of Fame uh, physical talent and everything I have heard about him off the field is he is a five-tool player above the shoulders. So again, so obviously he's, he's saying Baltimore fucked this up because they don't have Adley playing next to a Hall of Fame catcher, and I think that's bullshit. Don't forget, Hyde was a catcher. Chirinos has been in the game 12 years and knows what he's doing. If he didn't know what he's doing, he still wouldn't be in the league. Yes, he's not getting top-of-the-line money. Okay, but he's still doing his thing. He's been in the league, and the greatest managers in baseball were not the best in the game. It's just a lazy opinion. Like I said, he's got Hyde, who used to be a catcher. Chirinos, who's been around the league forever, has got years of experience. Come on. But some of you may agree with Kurt Schilling and and, uh, what he's saying. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I just think 
a little cheap shot towards the Orioles. Obviously, he seems, uh, you know, 30 years later, he's still bitter. <laughs> but like I said, some of you may agree with him. Maybe some of you said, hey, Elias, knowing that Adley was going to be coming up, maybe he should have spent a little more money on a uh, quote-unquote better catcher for this season. Some of the free agents of 2021, who they have uh, Jan Gomez. Of course, there's Chirino, Sandy Leon. You know, maybe uh, Elias could have uh, spent a little bit more money on Wilson Ramos. So I don't think Michael Elias bringing Chirino's song, knowing that Adley was going to come on, was a bad decision. Guy's a veteran, knows his shit. So what? I want to hear from you. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Do you think what Kurt Schilling is saying? He's got a point. What's on your mind? Now, are you going to spend all your energy on getting Grayson Rodriguez up here now? <laughs> My God, every week, every night, you're seeing some stat of Grayson. You know, seven innings pitch, 22 strikeouts. You're like, wait a minute, the math doesn't even add up, and it sounds great. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see Grayson soon. And look, against the Rays earlier in the week, two out of three against the Rays. Both wins and extra innings, which was badass. I hate extra inning baseball. It's like I'm nervous enough, and then we got to do the uh, player on second out. It's just a whole mess. Wednesday, earlier in the week, Steve Molesky tweeted out before the Yankees series, he goes, impressive stat alert. The Orioles are 5-1 and one in rubber match games, winning five in a row since the loss to Milwaukee. He says they have won those five over New York, Boston, Kansas City, St. Louis, Tampa Bay, all combined of 30-14 to 14 score. Come on. Is this the Orioles we're talking about? Friday's game against the Rays was just freaking wild. The Rays go up 3 to nothing in the fifth, and I'm thinking, well, shit. You know, Rays bullpen, yeah, they're fairly decent. <laughs> but O's tied up. Then they go to extra innings. You're like, what is happening here? O's went toe-to-toe with the Rays and knocked them out in the 13th round. I mean, they were just battling back and forth. Everyone's like, oh, I love watching a great game. No, I'm the kind of fan that I want the Orioles to be winning 16 to nothing by the top of the second inning. We all love great baseball. It's always a good game when the Orioles win. <laughs> Anytime, you know, extra innings going to the 13th and 14th inning, the Orioles win. You know, you always, oh, man, what a great game. Man. Don't you love baseball? Don't you love games like this? Yeah, if they win. But if they lose, forget about it. I, I don't I don't know. I, I hate I hate this game. <laughs> I don't that wasn't a good game. The Orioles lost. What are you talking about? But yeah, the Orioles going toe to toe. 13th inning. Ray scored two in extra innings. Orioles are like, no problem. We'll score two. Orioles score two. Next inning, Ray score one. You're like, oh shit. Orioles next problem. No problem. Orioles will score one. Then obviously the Orioles score two in the 13th. Their bullpen held them off. Boom. Done. Of course, they lost six to one on Saturday, but Sunday's uh, but Sunday, the Orioles were down four to nothing. The Orioles are like, we have them right where we want them. Down four to nothing, wound up winning seven to six extras. Then they go to New York. They start the series off by knocking Garrett Cole around. Just, they're like, Garrett Cole, for tonight, you're going to be our bitch for a little bit, but you'll be fine. You just hit the showers, you'll be good to go. Now, when I say that Garrett Cole is their bitch, I'm not saying that the Orioles, you know, beat them 12 to nothing and got 16 hits. I just mean that any time you beat the Yankees and you score four runs in one inning against Garrett Cole, which he never does. Yeah, I'm going to say he was the Orioles bitch that night. But Garrett Cole, he did pitch eight innings that night, seven hits, five runs, all earned 
Oh, he did have 11 strikeouts. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, the Orioles won that game 6-4. to four. Now, the next game, they went extra innings. They lost 6-7. to seven, And then they lost 2-0. Uh, to nothing. Uh, But they're just, they're not getting beat up. I used to, well, I still do. When people say, well, they're not losing that bad. I'm always like, what do you mean? So I almost slipped up there. Almost, well, they didn't lose that bad against the Yankees. Come on, Nate, which one is it? Um, Jordan Lyles, he's impressed me. Okay, the Yankee game last Monday was extremely impressive. He threw 117 pitches and allowed four runs, one unearned, on five hits, six and two-thirds inning, striking out eight, walking only two. In four of his previous five starts, Jordan Lyles has completed at least six innings. And I was one of those, obviously, in the beginning of the season when I found out the Orioles were signing Jordan Lyles. You're thinking, oh, boy, here we go. The pitcher gave up the most home runs. But he's been clutch. He's been clutch. And he also has a good defense behind him. The Orioles lead the league in double plays with 56. So right now, the Orioles are 13 and a half games behind in the division. But in the wild card for playoffs, <laughs> they're only, what are they? They're six and a half games back. We're not even in June yet. It is weird. You know, we're used to the losing mentality of the rebuild in the Orioles. And, and in the end of May, looking at the division, the wild card, where they are, it's fun. It gives me goosebumps. And it's awesome to see the Orioles hold their own against a big, bad East. I know they don't play the Blue Jays till mid-June. But coming up right now, and then the Masson Cup, did you even care about that anymore? It's the end of June against the Nats. <laughs> or did you ever care about the Masson Cup? Uh, they got the Mariners coming to town after uh, Boston. Then they got the Cleveland Guardians and the Cubs. And then they go to Kansas City to play four. And then that's when we uh, go to Toronto, mid-June. So we're just having fun right now, watching the Orioles play good baseball. And that's all we can ask for. Uh, I wanted to get to this email. I meant to get to it earlier uh, from Owen in Annapolis. I do remember that. Where is it? Here it is. He says, so Adley hasn't been putting on a show like a lot of fans thought he was going to. Do you think that has to do with all the pressure that has been put on him since the day he was drafted? He says, by the way, just finished watching all of the Ozark seasons and hated the last episode. What did you think? Yeah, I was talking about Ozark with uh, Connor as well. Uh, The last episode, yeah, that wasn't too thrilled. I don't think it ruined it like uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, geez, that was a terrible last episode. That was so bad, you just don't even hear people talk about Game of Thrones anymore. But Ozark loved it. One of my favorite shows of all time. Just a huge Jason Bateman fan. But yeah, that last episode, it just felt like it didn't wrap up like 90% of the shit that we watched for four seasons. Now, pertaining to Adley, yeah, I'm I'm sure he's got a ton of pressure on him. Anyone who comes up in the big leagues, they have pressure on him to be the best they can. But I think Adley will be just fine. If at the end of the season, he's still batting 200 and hasn't hit a home run or anything like that. Okay, we can talk at that point. I think he's going to be all right. I appreciate the email, Owen. But yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it, the pressure. He knew what was going on. He knows the story of Adley Rushman and the fans and... You know, we've been ready to see him since the second day, the day after he was drafted. It's like a week later. Everyone's like, where's Adley? (laughs) So I think he's going to be all right. I think he's going to be all right. Hey, by the way, I just wanted to remind you guys, uh, this episode is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created Internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. 
They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or social media. Uh, go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Check them out, sports drink. So I was happy to see John Means uh, avoided an arbitration hearing. He's got a two-year, 5.9 mil uh, he's going to earn uh, 2.9 in 2022, 2.9 in 2023. So that's good to see. And I hope everything's obviously working out with his uh, Tommy John with healing. I think it's funny, too. Every time he goes in the booth to talk with uh, who's ever up there, Kevin Brown, Palmer, Ben McDonald, the Orioles just kind of have a big inning. <laughs> it's been like that like the past two or three times. Every time they're talking to John Means, the Orioles have a big offensive inning. So I thought that was kind of cool. So like the bottom of the ninth, if the Orioles are down by one, they need to call Means up in the booth and chat with them for a little bit. So I went over a lot today. Love to hear from you guys, your opinions, thoughts about the Orioles. Uh, what do you think? How Are you getting itchy now about the Grayson Rodriguez? Now that Adley's up, you're moving on. How do you feel about Adley? How do you feel about Kurt Schilling and his opinion without the Orioles, you know, bringing up Adley and not having a quote-unquote all-star Hall of Fame catcher around him? I don't know why I did quote-unquote because Torinos is not a... <laughs> All-Star Hall of Fame. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. I love hearing from you guys anyway. Anything on your mind at all doesn't have to be about sports with the Orioles. Just whatever you feel like talking about that day. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see you.